Welcome to Spirit of Life's weekly podcast, Relevant Messages for Your Life. This week's message coming from Romans chapter 5. The other day I was watching the movie Remember the Titans, and in the movie, one of the football players comes up to Coach Denzel Washington at practice and says, Coach, I'm tired. I need a water break. Well, Denzel replies with a laugh, saying, This man must be crazy. You want water? We're going to do up-downs until you're no longer tired and thirsty. Why would a coach be that mean? Why would he allow his player to struggle and not have that water break? The point of the quote is that the coach was teaching the player that when you are emptied out in a football game and when you're tired, you got to find something greater within you to sustain you, to help you to persevere, something that's going to cause you to last longer in the game than the person that has 15-minute water breaks. You find what really sustains you when you struggle. Today, Jesus continues to give us what we need, water to fill us up for eternity. Now, you hear in the gospel lesson about the woman at the bell. I read a Facebook post the other day that was about her. Somebody wrote a quote pretending to be her, uh, speaking as that woman. And this is what it said. Jesus didn't come to the well for water. He came to get me. Now, that quote makes some sense because Jesus used the well that temporary thirst as an opportunity to address this lady's greatest and permanent need. Think about her. She was married five times. You can imagine all the emptying of self that went on during those five marriages, by her fault and from theirs. Imagine her guilt, her shame, abuse, struggle, all the things that she might have gone through. In that struggle while drawing water, she sees Jesus provide water for eternity. Now, in Romans chapter 5, Paul writes uh, kind of the background, the explanation to what Jesus provided for that lady. He writes about how when we are emptied by this world's struggles and sin, God comes to fill us up with something far better than what we've lost. He says, we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope, and hope doesn't put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Let's walk through those verses for a second. Why would suffering, being drained of self, be a net positive for the Christian? You notice the verses say, suffering one thing produces all these other things. How does that work? When we suffer, we are emptied to the point that we can barely stand. Well, how do we persevere out of those sufferings? As we persevere, the Bible says character identity is built. Well, how? And when we have that new character, we get hope, which is confidence of something greater to come. Well, how can you have confidence when you're suffering? All those things are really built on each other. Hope, character, perseverance come because during suffering, our souls are drained of self-reliance and filled back up with this. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. For the emptied, broken woman sitting at the well, hoping that one day she wouldn't thirst anymore. For broken and emptied Christians, God replenishes our sin, emptied hearts by this. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, friends, when we started this sermon series about our greatest needs at my church, we showed a video of a jar being emptied of water. Suffering will do that to you. Suffering we cause, suffering the broken world causes upon us. How about a little visual today? You got a jar of water in front of you. 
You started the week uh, on Monday after church on Sunday, and you were all full of God's love and motivation. Then you went to work and you said, geez, Lord, am I really accomplishing anything of value for your kingdom? You pour out a little bit as you suffer. Your week continues and someone pressures you for your faith. Pour out some more. You want to raise your children in the ways of the Lord, but you did it wrong. You lost your temper. You didn't do it right. Pour out more. Pastor expected the world from you because, well, he's a little intense and pushy. Pour out some more. Relative you love is sick. Pour out. Somebody dies. Pour out. Friends, what are you pouring out? What sufferings do you cause? What sufferings have been thrust upon you? When you think about them, your response usually is to say, well, I'll persevere, I'm fine, I'm proud. And when you get to that point, when you start dwelling, drawing out of that well, where you look into your heart and you say, oh, I just got to dig deeper, that's when you know you're shot. Because you said, I'm proud, I'm strong, as a defense mechanism to cover the fact that you know that you're not. You're emptied. And you're going back to the same sinful well every day. And you cry. You can't draw anymore from yourself. You need someone to go to the well to get you. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Jesus comes to you, empty and broken women and men at the well, to fill you up with his love. These verses tell you that as you fall, God causes you to stand with energy that is found in his grace and gospel alone. You were emptied by guilt, but now filled up with justification. You were dead empty, and he pours out his holy veins on the cross to fill you up with the water of life, his very self. Sin empties you, breaks you, self-reliance destroys, but Jesus fills you back up for eternity with a well of love and forgiveness and mercy that will never run dry. You know, during Lent worship services, when I first became a pastor, I used to kind of freak out. Because I would see people sitting in church pews crying, and I thought, oh man, I said something stupid, they're mad at me, and I hurt them. But then as I talked to people, I realized, no, I didn't hurt them. Folks were crying because they were being emptied and exhausted by their mistakes and by the broken world around them. I didn't want them to cry, but that suffering, that expulsion of pain and sorrow in their tears showed something. They were being emptied of themselves and filled up with something better, Christ who love them. Friends, if you feel empty when you look at your life, if you've been digging into wells saying, I'll be okay, I'll persevere, I can do this proudly, let's drink some different water today. Look at what Jesus gives to the emptied you. Here's the list. In verse 1, he gives you justification. In verse 1, Peace with God. Verse 2, access to God's grace. Verse 3, rejoicing in suffering. Verse 4 in Romans 5, perseverance, character, hope, Holy Spirit. Verse 5, his sacrifice of love poured into you. Friends, you're not empty. There's one negative word in this suffering section, suffering. But look at what God gives you as you sit in that suffering. All of these beautiful gifts, you are not empty. You are not sinfully useless. You are filled up with all of this. So drink deep. Drink deep in God's word, all the gifts that he seeks to give you. In Jesus, you've been filled up with everything you need. Amen.